live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode. You are locked and loaded right here on LFA TV. This is live from America, and I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and we are broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite White Mountain, very free state of New Hampshire. And as always, I've got my boy, producer Eli, with me. We've got the visuals, we've got the effects, we've got the sound, and we have got the most based audience on planet Earth. We call them the LFA family. And if you want to be part of the LFA family, you can also be part by signing into your Rumble account right now and chiming off in the live chat because I'm going to say hello to Miguel Ortiz, SheCat, Match. How you doing, Match? Good to see you. Nancy is in the building. A1 Mayorzel. How you doing, Ruth55? Sean Maga, Liberty, how are you? Boater USA is here tonight. Roxanne is here. Mama, how you doing, Mama? Deb McElroy is in the building. Casey Maga is here. How you doing, Bushy? How you doing? Savvy Granny is here tonight. Andrew is in the building. How you doing? We've got L Jacobs is here. Dawn, 1111111171. Peg Jernigan, how you doing? RD Comp, and let's give it one more to Ann MK. Ann, how you doing? Thank you for joining us tonight. God bless each and every single one of you. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to start out strong tonight. I want to start out with a video to get your blood pumping. We're Americans, aren't we? We've got that red, white, and blue flowing through our, through our veins. Well, I'm going to do that right now. Without further ado, welcome to Life from America. Be sure to like and share this video. Roll it. The deep state and I wanted to destroy America. I would rig the election with a puppet candidate. One that was so compromised that they would never say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. 
I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, you'd question your sexual identity but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished. Ladies and gentlemen, was that not powerful? That's what you call based. And that's what the deep state looks like. And that is what we have spent the last two and a half years trying to scream from the rooftops about the state of our union. And finally, I honestly believe, and you may or you may not agree with me, but I finally believe that we are winning the culture war. I believe we are finally winning the information war. And I believe we are finally uh, shifting the court of public opinion in our favor. I've got something else very, very important to announce to you guys. LFA TV is becoming a place where people know that they can go for truth. Not only audience, people consuming the information such as yourselves, but also whistleblowers are reaching out to LFA TV now because they know they can safely get out what they need to say here with us on Rumble. Tomorrow at 2 p.m. during Ryan Matta, uh, his show Matta a Fact, We've got FBI whistleblowers coming out, exclusive stuff, along with some stuff that we can kind of build on that we've already heard. And I want to give a big shout out to Ryan Maddox because he's working tirelessly with Kyle uh, Serafin to get, uh, to get this stuff and to, uh, to get these people to have the trust in us to come to us. And that makes me as... as as the guy who's kind of been in the, the driver's seat of this LFA TV, Live from America TV, and, and uh, it, it just makes me very, very, very proud in a good way, not selfish pride, pride uh, for, for the fact that we've got God-fearing people here for a reason, and now God is, is using us um, as he sees fit, according to his will. So I want to give a big shout-out to Ryan Matta, and I want to ask all of you to make sure that you watch his show Tomorrow at 2 p.m. And he's got, he's got multiple FBI whistleblowers coming on. So big shout out to Ryan. Let him know that we're giving him some LFA love here tonight on Live from America. I'd also like to thank the uh, Rumble Ranters. Um, you guys that are Rumble Ranting during the show. Um, not only are you helping this platform uh, and this network grow, but you're helping us Already surpassed 50000 in Slurp Fund money. We've got three things that we've got to send out that we're behind on sending out. We've got to help Amy. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Kovi, and we've got a, uh, an Enviro Cleanse to send out. And we've just been a little bit behind, so just bear with us. We're trying to get things out as quick as possible. But we, you guys have made it possible to, to already surpass $50,000 this year in Slurp Fund money, helping people out that are out there uh, in dire need. And, and look, we can't help everybody, but we do our best. And you guys have done an amazing job on that. I want to say thank you very much. 
uh, but also it helps keep Eli um, employed because uh, we made a we made a leap of faith when we had to get Eli and we said, hey, this is how you're going to rely on your on your income. And so far, it's been so good. So thank you all. And thank you to the people who monthly donate on JeremyHarrell.com. Let's go to the Lord, folks. Jesus is calling and I want to answer him. I want to answer Jesus right now. Come, Jesus, come. Let today be the day. It's easier to tone down your thinking when your body is still for a time since mind and body are so intricately connected. What did we talk about on Rise Up this morning? We talked about slowing down, how easy it is to make it feel like there's far more hours in a day. We talked about that today. Ponder the wonder of my presence with you. Ponder the wonder of my presence with you. That means it's almost, it it, it is such a miracle that God's presence is with you as a human being. Thanks to Jesus. Refresh yourself in my promises. I will counsel you and watch over you. I will supply every need of yours according to my riches in glory. Peace I leave with you. May peace I give to you. John 20, 26 says, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Sounds just simple, right? Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Oh, there's so much to that. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Before you turn out the light, when your mind becomes quiet enough, Listen for my resurrection blessing. Peace be with you. The fact that there was a resurrection should bring you peace all the days of your life. Every hour, every minute of every day. The fact that Jesus died and resurrected is our peace, is our miracle. It is fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. Please, let's bow our heads and remove our caps. As we go to the Lord in prayer, in Jesus' name, we bend uh, our, our knee and bow our head. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Glory to God, all glory to God for all of LFA TV's success, for all of our success as a, uh, as, as a congregation, I guess. I mean, right, we're a, we're a very powerful congregation, but we're warriors for God as well. Okay, folks, first and foremost section, I'm drinking out that Amanda Collins cup. I'm drinking out that Amanda Collins cup. Thank you, Amanda. God bless you. Mmm. If you don't know Rise Up Coffee, then you don't know real gourmet coffee, ladies and gentlemen. Sumatra Gold, American Pecan, JeremyHarrell.com. Let's go. The story is always changing when it comes to Democrats, isn't it? Folks, do you see what I titled today's show? Do you see what I titled today's show? If you, have, if you ignored what the title of today's show was, you might want to look again. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news.
Breaking news, the Obamas were home when the body of their personal chef and very, very close family friend, how close, I don't want to assume, but I bet close enough to, uh, you know, assume that there might be more of a relationship between the three of them. Anyway, long story short, they were home. Remember, I reported to you that they were not home. Well, that was what we got from local PD. Now the story has changed, and it seems that Barack and Michael were both home in their Martha's Vineyard mansion when their private chef mysteriously drowned. You know, the guy that can swim like Michael Phelps, the guy that can swim like he's a merman. But of course, he drowned in eight feet of water in the pond at the Obama mansion on Martha's Vineyard. Now, some would call this an interesting coincidence, while others with brains would call this suspect, or sus, as the kids say today. Turns out that Barack and Michael were home at the time their personal chef drowned under these mysterious circumstances. Obama's office previously claimed that the former president and his husband-wife were not present at the residence when Tafari drowned. That's not an error on my part or even any of the other news media outlets that reported this. This is what was reported by the office of the former president of the United States of America. Again, let me read that one more time. Obama's office previously claimed that the former president And his husband, wife, I added that part, were not present at the residence when Tafari drowned. Now, they are altering their story to say they were indeed on the property. Eli, how does it, that is like saying, oh, I was on my way to Disneyland with my family. And then, no, excuse me. No, that wasn't when I was on my way to Disneyland with my family. That's when I was in China having a meeting with the CCP. Two very different things. Two very evil places. Are we going to change it now? Is it, are we going? Is the is the new term going to be? You have not been Clinton. You've been Obama. How could they have got? How could the report coming from the office of Barack Obama claim that they weren't home during a? I'm going to call it. It should be a homicide, but but during a. A crime, I shouldn't say that either. How do I want to say it? During such a catastrophic, horrific event as a dead body of your close friend and personal chef is found in eight feet of water in your pond, how could the story go that they weren't home to, oh, excuse me, they were home? And as I previously reported the 9-11 call, 911 call came from inside the residence. Now, all we have right now is that dispatch says that a 911 call came in. And I played you that 911 call earlier. We do not, I repeat, we do not have any statement whatsoever about who called. Now, again, it may be not a big deal. It could have been a secret service, secret service agent. It could have been a uh, a groundskeeper, it could have been a maid, it could have been a, an illegal uh, child that they were, you know, imprisoning in the basement and occasionally having sex with. I don't know. All I can report is what I do know. 
but it was reported today that they were surprisingly, or not surprisingly, definitely on the premises when Campbell perished. Seems like the Obama employees have a little trouble getting their story straight. Now, adding to the mystery is that Jim Hoff reported earlier today that Campbell had taken swimming lessons as recently as 2019. This seemingly contradicts initial assumptions that he may have drowned due to an inability to swim. And I showed you these pictures earlier showing you an incredible swimmer that he was. He was even, ladies and gentlemen, so good of a swimmer, in fact, that he was keeping track of his time and his strokes in the water. Tafari's wife, who goes by the name of Sharice, released the following statement this morning via Instagram mourning the loss of her husband. My heart is broken. My life and our family's life is forever changed. Please pray for me and our families. As I deal with the loss of my husband, Tafari Campbell is survived by his wife, Sharice, and their 19-year-old twin sons. Now, again, we don't know anything nefarious happened at all. But everything seems a little sus to me. And that concludes our first and foremost section. Here on LFA TV on this July 25th year of our Lord 2023. Now moving on, staying with an Obama story. Today, an Obama-appointed judge has blocked Joe Biden's rule and will now limit access to the asylum seekers. Joe Biden's rule was no limit on asylum seekers. As many as we need to come in, come in, ruin the place, destroy everything, take over hotels, fighting age men, no women, no children, just young men. Look at that picture, all young men. Now, in May, the Biden administration imposed a new rule limiting access to asylum as Title 42, a Trump-era policy that required migrants seeking asylum to remain in Mexico while their case makes its way through the legal system. U.S. District Judge John Tigar blocked the Biden administration's rule on asylum seekers requiring non-citizens to present at ports of entries effectively constitutes a categorical ban on migrants who use the method of entry explicitly authorized by Congress, Judge Tiger wrote in the ruling according to The Hill. Blocking the new Biden administration rule that limited access to asylum seekers, issuing the decision that will take effect in two weeks. The ruling from the judge in California is a major loss for the Biden administration, which imposed new restrictions on asylum seekers, including that they must first seek the protections if offered in another country along their route to the U.S. The rule finalized in May also limits the ability to seek asylum between ports of entry. In blocking the rule, U.S. District Judge John Tigar repeatedly referenced the U.S. asylum law, writing that the new policy undermines the clear intent of Congress in establishing a safe haven for those fleeing persecution and danger. Millions of illegals have poured over the U.S. border since Joe Biden was installed in January of 2021. 
FAIR.org estimated that 5.5 million illegal aliens had entered the United States by crossing over the open border of Mexico since Joe Biden entered office. That number has reached 7 million today, nearly a year later. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, everything Biden touches turns to you know what. And I guess we'll see where it goes from here. Like the Bidens are going to follow the judge's rule. Says, it's me, 77. What about the ones that are in danger now? Says Raphael. Hazel, we don't have a safe haven. That's true. That is true. CQ, how you doing? Good to see you. Aspen, good to see you. Ruth, very good to see you. Thank you guys for all joining in as we just crossed 30, uh, 3,075 viewers. Uh, please don't forget to rumble and share this video. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, apparently the view is not happy at all with the statistics that are saving lives. Now, we know the, the view is woke. We know that they're paid to say what they say. That's fine. But we have actual numbers that these, you know, this uh, Rio Grande buoy wall that Greg Abbott and Texas uh, Republicans have put into place, we've blocked tens of thousands of illegal entries. Uh, and we've blocked, I don't know how many, we, we've warded off, I don't know how many child uh, traffickers and millions and millions of doses of fentanyl are, have not come into this country because of that. Now, you would think, that even if you want illegal immigration here, you would think that stopping fentanyl would be something that we can all agree on, not the view. They said it's that, that, that Greg, Abbott, Greg Abbott has a sadistic streak in him. I wonder if these ladies saw The Sound of Freedom, Eli. Let's see. What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, roll it. Asking that question. But I'll, I'll, you know what I want to know. Yeah, so I think two things can be true at once. Mm-hmm. I think um, this is an inhumane practice. It's dangerous. Many, in many cases, they're surreptitious. So somebody's crossing and doesn't know in the water that they're mm-hmm. going to hit it and it can injure them. But we also have a crisis at the border that I would argue Democrats don't truly engage in until there's a scandal like this. Whether it was the debunked story about migrants being whipped by CBP or this. Those are terrible things that should not happen. But if you're someone like a Governor but he's seen his border towns ravaged by cartels, by fentanyl, by unhoused migrants who are living in 110 degree temperatures at night in places like El Paso. I've worked on this issue for 10 years, and mm-hmm. I feel like people are not trying to solve the root cause of it. We can't pretend that we're on the side of human rights if we're letting people live in squalid conditions without the right but, things they need. You know, the thing about Abbott is that he is a, a sadist. I looked up the word sadist. It's a person who derives pleasure, sometimes sexual gratification. I don't think that's his problem. From inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation on others. And to that point, I want to tell Americans that Abbott signed a law stripping construction workers who are working in 110-degree Texas heat. He has stripped them of the right to water breaks every four hours and time to rest in the shade. He does not allow them to just take some water because they're in this heat. He has a sadistic streak, and the people in Texas could have had Beto O'Rourke, and they passed on him and put the sadist in there. And they need to think about that in Texas. That's, 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 why, their vote, that's why their vote counts so much. In Texas, Governor Abbott has now responded to the administration, respond 
did to uh, the Department of Justice's letter uh, saying, Texas will see you in court, Mr. President. Um, your response, and can you give us a sense of what comes next here, how, how quickly this may play out? So I'm going to let the Department of Justice uh, speak to this. They've been very clear last week that they are uh, that they also will see uh, Governor Abbott in court. Uh, well, then I guess we'll see you in court, you upside-down toilet brush. I guess we'll see you in court. And by the way, even if you do go to court, uh, Governor Greg Abbott, and you uh, somehow get some woke judge and you lose, who cares? Do it anyway. It's your state. You have a sovereign right to protect your borders. And you don't need your permission from the federal government to protect your borders. What if somebody were to swim into them and get hurt, they said. What if somebody were to swim into them and get hurt? I don't know. They're bright orange. They look like massive pumpkins on steroids. If you swim out there knowingly swimming towards something and you swim into it and you get hurt, common sense and logic would say, don't do that. And by the way, maybe Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg and the rest of the clucking hens at The View should sign up to be hosts for some of these illegals. I wish somebody in the audience would, would uh, sneak their way in and then just blow that whole, sh- not blow it up, blow the whole show up as it comes to the live stream of it and just jump up in the audience and say, I want you guys, here's a, here's a, here it is right here. Here's a, uh, here is a, uh, a petition for you to sign, for you to host one of these illegal alien families in your home. Show us how it's done, Whoopi. They would deny you right then and there. So I don't want to hear that crap. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's drink, have a drink of our coffee. And let's go to our first sponsor of the day, which is my good friends. How you doing, Denise? OFP Farms. Some goat kisses from the Liberty Smack Packs, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that family. Look at that beautiful, hardworking family there. Ladies and gentlemen, for magnesium products, for your body lotions, for your chapsticks, for your soaps. It does not matter. Bath and body soaps. You got the you got uh, Chloe, Cleo, however you want to name it. I guess it doesn't have a gender, right? But up there, it is Cleo, the goat stuffed animal. And uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, get your, your body butters as well through OFP Farms. Um, I don't think that there is a better story than the story of the people at OFP Farms. And you can read their story. Let's go right to the top here. You can go to OFP Farms. You click right up here. And look at this. You read all of their products, their five-star reviews. Meet our girls. Let's go meet the girls. How about that? There's the girls right there. With all of our dairy goats, we share the milk with their growing kids for the first two to three months. Now, my mother was big on that. My mother said, do they yank the babies away from the mothers? She was very big on that. She really wanted to know. Here you go, Mom, if you're watching. They, they share their uh, milk with their growing kids for the first two to three months until mom gives the indication that she has no longer interest in feeding her kids any longer, mostly pushing away. In the meantime, we are working with the kids to make sure that they are learning to play well with the other family members, eating well, and can easily transition to grains and hay. Now, this is something very, very important. They've got Daisy, as you can see, Mika, Penelope, and Sonora June. So, ladies and gentlemen, OFPFarms.com. Support them today. They're great with us. Uh, they love us. We love them. OFPFarms.com. 
LFA15.com, promo code LFA15. And by the way, I told you, Trumpet Daily will be starting August 1st every night here at 9 p.m. I told you they were coming every day, and they will be here after Man in America on LFA TV every week starting in August 9 p.m., Stephen Flurry, Trumpet Daily, tomorrow's news today. I'm telling you, the LFA family is getting bigger and bigger and bolder and better, and we are going to take over these fake news mainstream losers all over the airwaves. Can I get an amen? And you want to know something, ladies and gentlemen, none of it would have been possible without your support from the very beginning. So to all you woke, fake, loser, MSM, here's, a, here's my message for you. You're a, I'm a that's it. I'm a loser, and I'm not what I appear to be. Moving on. Um, Jim Jordan, who we've been a little bit upset with lately because, let's face it, I don't believe that Jim Jordan uh, is strong enough on his rhetoric when it comes to impeachment. It seems like all of these people are just happy with their committees And as long as you give me the chairman of this committee so I can feel like I'm a big boy, well, then I'm good. But that's not enough for us, Jim. Now, I'm not turning on Jim Jordan yet. Don't get me wrong. I think OHIO is very, very, very lucky to have a Jim Jordan. But Jim, you're starting to be a lot like Kevin McCarthy, and that's not a good thing. However, Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan is now demanding Mark Zuckerberg hand over the documents that we spoke of three weeks ago here on this platform, on this show, on its collusion with the government and the censorship that happened and that is happening on his new platform called Threads. Let's get into the story. Jordan and House Republicans are investigating the federal government's involvement in the censorship industry. Okay? The tech giants and government operatives... We're working together to silence conservatives and independent voices. And in a majority of cases, this resulted in tech giants and government tyrants spreading false information to the American public and demonizing people like you, demonizing people like me in the process, calling us liars, uh, basically defaming us, destroying businesses, destroying people's monetizations, and literally taking away your freedom of speech. Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio has reportedly asked Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg to hand over the documents about the content moderation on his new platform, Threads, as part of the House Judiciary's ongoing investigation of tech platforms policies and their contact with the Biden administration. Threads, often referred to as a clone of Elon Musk's Twitter spaces, was launched earlier this month and censored Donald Trump Jr. on its first day. Breitbart News reported head of Instagram Adam Mosseri claims the new social media platform will not encourage hard news and politics, adding that it is an app for users who are interested in a less angry environment. Well, I'm glad that they can just, you know, monitor and guide the social behavior of people using their platforms. That, ladies and gentlemen, is called social engineering. Now, when I was in the, uh, the career of IT before I did this job. One of the things that we learned when it came to how to identify and spot nefarious people trying to hack into your systems or systems that you are hosting for other businesses in an IT realm, social engineering was one of the things that would red flag us. 
This is a form of social engineering. It is never good. Someone said Sean is still on LFA TV, right? Yes, he's probably just making an appearance on Newsmax right now. He does that every now and then. LFA TV hosts try to be everywhere all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, 3,400 people watching here on rumble.com slash LFA TV. Please do me the ever so humble favor of liking and sharing. So we'll keep you up to date with that now. Apparently, according to the IRS whistleblowers, there are still, ladies and gentlemen, WhatsApp messages between Hunter Biden and other world leaders and his father and many other people that would incriminate him in the Biden crime family. Apparently, there are still WhatsApp messages that the government will not release to us. So if the WhatsApp messages that we already have obtained, listened to, and reported on this show are that bad, which they were, you remember my father's sitting here right next to me, he demands the money. If the government is holding on to WhatsApp messages and not letting them out, what is left for us to find out? Roll this. I want to turn to President Biden. You've stated to CBS Evening News that there were certain investigative steps you were not allowed to take that could have led to President Biden. Can you tell us what investigative steps related to President Biden that you wanted to take but you couldn't? So there were multiple instances in this investigation where um, there were references to, uh, to the, the father of the subject, President Biden. And in the course of any normal investigation, uh, when the, the subject's father is uh, somehow related to the finances of the subject, that in the normal course of any investigation, we would have to go and get that information to properly uh, uh, vet um, uh, the, the financial flows of money uh, in that investigation to determine what we end up charging. Mm-hmm. Uh- there was a tweet uh, or a, a message uh, in the laptop from Hunter Biden to Kevin Don, uh, who was with CEFC. And it said, quote, the Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. Now, the chairman he's referring to is Chairman Yi of CEFC. Is that correct? Uh, in, in, in that stream, yes. I believe so, yes. So what, can you tell me what the Bidens are, are best at? Do you understand what, what he would have meant by that? I mean, the, the, this is a Chinese company, and I think the ranking member referred to it with uh, Gal Luft. It's the same entity that paid Gal Luft the money that he got indicted for, for being an unregistered foreign agent, I believe was, was the charge. But this, this is another solicitation from Hunter Biden, and he refers to the Bidens, plural, and they're best at doing what the chairman wants. I think that's very concerning to our committee because this is a Chinese Communist Party-owned entity. Uh, this is of concern to our national security. And and I didn't know uh, in closing, if you had any information with respect to that comment there. With respect to the WhatsApp messages, it was something we clearly needed to follow up on. And and that was really one of the major deviations from, in this case, is that that investigators asked, and Special Agent Ziegler asked to follow, uh, uh, to take some investigative steps to review that. And it just simply wasn't supported by the prosecutors, so. Bam wasn't supported by the prosecutors. That means that there are messages out there that 100% implicate Obama, possibly, 
but definitely the Biden family, even deeper than we already know. These guys are screwed. Bannon says they're panicking. Bannon says it's over for them. Bannon says they're scrambling how to minimize the collateral damage that's coming their way that the regular people don't see yet. So basically, long story short, keep your foot on their throats. Now, House Democrats, with all this going on, we told you that Hunter Biden's attorneys filed an ethics complaint in the House of Representatives against Marjorie Taylor Greene, whom I'm not fond of lately, but it's still news and it's still happening, because she showed Hunter Biden's pictures of the stuff that he was doing with illegal prostitutes across state line during a congressional hearing. Oh, what's the matter? The truth hurts. I thought, the, I thought that the laptop was Russian disinformation. Now, House Democrats are unveiling their resolution to censure Marjorie Taylor Greene after showing the Biden pictures. See, the Democrats don't waste any time. Now, they're, they're never going to get this censured through because they don't have a majority. It doesn't matter. The Democrats waste no time, and they're always about it. Meanwhile, the Republicans are playing touch butt in the park with each other, and Frank Luntz and, Ma- and Kevin McCarthy are holding hands and twiddling their thumbs. The new resolution lists numerous points against Marjorie Taylor Greene with which, um, with which Ballant takes issues including her recent display of sexually graphic images of Hunter Biden, allegedly recovered from his laptop. Well, where the hell else do you think they got him? I applaud Marjorie for what she did. Now they're saying that she faces a potential censure resolution after Vermont Democrat Representative Becca Balint who's an absolute waste of space, windbag loser, unveiled a resolution to that effect on Tuesday. Again, it won't go nowhere, but the fact that they get these things together and they actually do them and band together is somewhat encouraging, inspiring. We should do it. For me, uh, censuring Representative Taylor Greene is about the health of our democracy and the faith in government. Her anti-Semitic, racist, transphobic rhetoric has no place in the House of Representatives, said the loser. Unserious elected officials like Taylor Greene. Uh, so you're basically saying the people of Northwest Georgia are stupid. Make a mockery of our democratic institutions. It's a republic, not a democratic institution, reject. And derail us from the urgent work that we've been tasked with. This job is about alleviating suffering and supporting our communities. And instead, Taylor Greene uses her position as a megaphone for conspiracy theories and hate speech. I'm glad she does. As much as I have a beef with her right now, at least somebody's doing it. We all know that Kevin McCoward ain't doing it. We all know that Jim Jordan ain't doing it. What's the matter? You have a problem with the truth getting out to the American people or what that scumbag crackhead did? At least she's calling for impeachment right now and not just pussyfooting around. Again, and this is coming from somebody who's very upset with her personally. But in this instance, she's right. January 21st, 2021, I introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. And less than two weeks later, I was kicked off all of my committees by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. They said it was for Facebook comments and replies and likes. But we all know the truth. It was because my articles of impeachment on Joe Biden were correct. He was indeed abusing his power as Vice President of the United States. 
Now we have more information to prove that not only was I right then, but it was more damning than we already knew. But I'd like to roll back. President Trump was wrongfully impeached twice, twice. And both of these impeachments must be expunged by the House of Representatives. But what I'd like to talk about is the difference in the type of information we have. The Democrats brought out the Steele dossier. The Steele dossier was written as a Democrat political opposition research paper. The information was written by a contractor and it was fed to the FBI with no transparency. So like again, again, like I said, at least she's on the House floor calling out loud for impeachment, not going, well, you know, we got to look at it. Jim Jordan was asked the other day, well, you know, we got to look at it. We got to let everybody vote on it. Just stop. Just stop. Now, I'm going to play you two video clips back to back, one with Kevin McCarthy, one with Steve Bannon. Is Kevin McCarthy, here's the thing about Kevin McCarthy. He's such a scumbag. He's such a, he's such a snake. But what he does is sometimes he does hide his cards close to his chest and he does something when nobody's expecting it to happen. So I don't know if that's a Trump thing that he's doing or if he's making it look like he doesn't want to show his hand to the other side and then got you at the last moment. I don't know. But I want you to listen to this and then I want to play this video from Bannon uh, right after this. Roll this clip of uh, Kevin McCarthy. So now you have the president saying one thing that we've proven is not true. You've got IRS whistleblowers saying something when it comes to government treating the Bidens different. You've got an informant claiming that the Biden family had been bribed. Should you ignore that or you should investigate that? The only way you can investigate that is through an impeachment inquiry so the committee would have the power to get all the documents that they would need. What I said last night, and I continue, I said it before, when more of this continues to unravel, it rises to the level of impeachment inquiry where you would you have the Congress to have the power to get to all these answers. I would think the Biden family would want to answer these questions as well, provide the documents instead of holding them back. We're watching this administration use government much like Richard Nixon used by denying us to get the information that we need. All right, hold on, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. First off, Richard Nixon was a great president and was basically screwed over by the deep state like President Trump was. So I don't want to hear that crap. If it wasn't for the stain on Richard Nixon of, of, of resigning over Watergate crap, which I believe there's a lot more to that anyway, and I'll get down that conspiracy theory with you another time. But I believe uh, Richard Nixon was one of the greatest presidents for the time in which he was in office that we've ever seen in these United States of America. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, do some research on Nixon. He absolutely was killing it a lot. He was very, very Trump-esque, very populist. Okay, I don't believe Watergate was nearly what it said, what they said it was. And I believe he was forced out. That's my personal opinion based on my research that I've done for that man. So first off, Kevin McCarthy, shut your hole on that one. Shut your hole on that one. I want to play a couple more, uh, just another minute of this, and then we'll move on. Would an impeachment inquiry allow congressional investigators that the oversight committees and judiciary committees don't already have? And how would you respond to Democrats' contention that the 1023 was in the possession of the Justice Department during the Trump administration under Attorney General Barr, and they found it not to be credible enough to move forward? With not true. Not true. 
If you listen to what Barr came forward, Barr said he moved the 1023 when he found out about it to the, I believe it was the Philadelphia Department of the Justice Department. That Justice Department came back and said that, and don't quote me because I got to get the right terms exactly what they said, but they said there was more merit and more information. When have you found a Justice Department of Attorneys to find more information than the FBI? The, inf the FBI did nothing with it. And you raise a very good point here because you bring up that. Well, we have now found from the IRS agents, the whistleblowers who came forth, that they were denied this document while they were investigating. All right, so you got all the answers, Kevin McCarthy. Good. We've been telling you this for two years. Now shut up and do your job. Shut up and do your job. I want to play this clip from Bannon because Bannon has an interesting theory here. Bannon has an interesting theory. At least it's interesting enough for you to listen to. And look, I have a, I have a lot of respect for Steve Bannon. I always will. I think the guy's a stand-up guy. I've done a lot of stuff with him, and I think uh, I think uh, he's probably one of, if not the leader, of this uh, of this movement that we're all on. But let's roll this. Let me just throw out a theoretical. Remember when we got rid of Baynard? John of course, Boehner. it was Mark Meadows at the time. He dropped the motion to vacate on the last day before they went on recess, dropped it. And people go, what is this crazy thing? What is he doing? Okay. We had the town halls and the firestorm to get rid of Boehner. When they got back from the break, just like they did now, six weeks, the Pope was coming, I think, at the end of September. Boehner said, no mas. I'm done. I'm finished. Uh, and said, I will surrender. Just let me stick around. Because I'm Catholic and, and, and have the Pope come to the I remember that the house and then I'm out and then remember let's go down memory lane for a second Kevin McCarthy was going to be speaker he was uh, I think majority leader he replaced after we after Dave Bratt upset and blew out Eric Cantor McCarthy took over and then McCarthy had issues hello had issues and they had to go to the bench and that's where Paul Ryan came from yep that was all. Because of the motion to vacate. McCarthy only moves in the direction he must and needs to move if there's a bayonet to his back. Croden, come along, come along, keep moving. That's what we got here. So it's a long way from over, but it's a start. But I want to just play. I got, I got so much to get to, but I got to just continue to play this because you're going to hear, oh, my God. you know. All right, so then he goes on and he starts playing clips of the mainstream media that he says that he is showing that they're breaking down. He says they're running scared. They're breaking down, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, as we approach 1,000 likes here with 3,500 people watching, please, ladies and gentlemen, like this video and share it if you haven't. It really, really, really helps us, and we really appreciate it. The likes actually determine where you are on the top leaderboard on Rumble every day. So we need those. It's not about the views. It's about the likes. Now, uh, before we move into our next segment, I want to talk about two amazing, amazing companies that we do business with. And one is TacRite, okay? Now, we've so many of you bought the TacRite mini chainsaw. How many of you have the TacRite night vision binocular combo? It's actually a trio. It's actually a video camera as well. How many of you have this already? It's $189 if you buy one. You can drop that down every time you buy another one. So if you have gifts to buy for hunters or people that are doing any kind of like night crawling or any, or any night stuff, period, or just uh, that go out and they go uh, hiking or whatever in binoculars, this is a three-in-one. They're very powerful. They're very well-constructed, very well-made, 
And a lot of military-grade night vision needs a little bit of light in order to, to work properly. These you can see in the pitch black. So great for presents if you're not getting them for yourself. But even greater, ladies and gentlemen, as we've worked with this retailer now for quite some time, he always has great products. And there's no promotional code. It's TACRITELFATV.com. T-A-C-R-I-G-H-T-L-F-A-T-V.com. Built-in camera, built-in video capture, waterproof infrared illumination. Ben Berkwam knows about it. 300-meter range and an SD card slot. Get yours today or get it for a friend or a family member. TACRITELFATV.com. And another amazing company. Made right here in America, 100% money back guarantee for Patriots.com. And I can tell you this, power outages are happening all over the country more and more. They want to control the energy sector more and more. If social credit scores come to blue states or blue cities, which they're already doing, then they will be able to control utilities as well. And if you post something that you shouldn't have posted, they will make you take it down or they'll shut off your electricity. I'm telling you, it sounds crazy, but it's happening. But you can avoid that. You can make sure that you're ready. Next time there's a big power outage, next time you have to declare your independence and make sure that your family is all set by going to 4 using the promo code LFA, and getting yourself a Patriot power generator, getting yourself 10,000 seeds to plant, getting yourself uh, set up with any kind of cookers that you might need, solar-powered everything. It's 4 You use the promo code LFA. You get 10% off. You keep shopping with companies that actually care about this country. And a portion of every sale goes to a veteran family. Can't beat that. Thank you for our sponsors. We appreciate them, and we appreciate you. And I'd like to say thank you right now, if I could, to, to uh, Nanetta D. Glory to God's movement. Movement. She donated $50 Rumble Rant. Thank you so very much. Eli thanks you as well. As we're getting close to the end of the show, I've got three very important topics. One, ladies and gentlemen, not a very good story to, to, to report on. Very big mystery here is three U.S. Marines have been found dead in a car near Camp Lejeune. You got Barack Obama's personal chef and close friend found dead. You got people dying of blood clots. How many this week, Eli? Five, six, seven? Somewhere five to seven people we found have uh, found out that we know of that have died this week from blood clots. High-profile people. And now we find three U.S. Marines dead in a car near Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. Military officials identified the deceased Marines as Lance Corporal Tanner Kaltenberg, 19 years old. Lance Corporal Merrick's Dockery, 23 years old. And Lance Corporal Ivan Garcia, Again, 23 years old. Authorities say that there's no indication of foul play, but the circumstances surrounding their death are under investigation. The cause of their death has not been publicly released. There you go right there. If there was no foul play, then the cause of their deaths would be released. Let me say that again about our three young servicemen, probably knowing something they shouldn't have known, saw something they shouldn't have seen, They would release the details of their death if it had no implications of wrongdoing or nefarious actions or murder or anything like that. And these are our servicemen, somebody's children, somebody's brother, somebody's father. 
officers with the Pender County Sheriff's Office, P-E-N-D-E-R, found the four-door sedan at a Speedway gas station in Hampstead while investigating a missing persons call regarding one of the Marines found. All three were deceased, declared dead at the scene, through a cause of, though a cause of death has not yet been released. Pray for these families. Pray for our Marines. Yes, LeBron James's son. Blood clots as well. Blood clot season, Eli said. Must be because of that climate change. Totally normal. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got something to expose here. Um, I'm telling you what, we are getting so much breaking news and so many whistleblowers coming to LFA TV. I just can't even imagine uh, the mark that we've made on this country in such a short period of time. But breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, more here on LFA TV. All right, Ron DeSantis. FEC records are showing Amex American Express credit card payments. Is Ron DeSantis paying off credit cards with campaign donations? Let's get into this and let's thank our friend Laura Loomer. Please share this. Laura Loomer exposed FEC records showing Ron DeSantis for president used campaign funds to pay off an American Express credit cards, many of them, Campaign law states that candidates who spend over $200 on a credit card must list the reason for spending. DeSantis for president did not list specific reasoning for expenditures. This looks to be a clear campaign violation. Loomer tweeted a photo from the FEC record showing the DeSantis campaign made massive payments over $100,000. It appears that Ron DeSantis may be using his campaign funds to pay off his personal American Express card. Wow. Wow. Laura Loomer with the breaking news. Loomer explains how highly unusual it is for a campaign to have a credit card in the first place, tweeting, quote, it's taboo for campaigns to have credit cards. Campaigns are only supposed to have debit cards. But according to FEC disbursements, I've discovered at Ron DeSantis has used campaign funds to pay off hundreds of thousands of dollars in charges on his American Express card. The tweet wrapped up with Loomer pointing out that DeSantis failed to inform the FEC on what the credit card payments were for. On one payment uh, dated 6-13-23 was for $175,589.20 for a credit card payment. Another credit card payment to American Express was made on 6-23-23 for the amount of $148,347.66. Campaign expenses are supposed to be itemized. What exactly did Ron DeSantis spend nearly $324,000 on that was paid for on his American Express card? Laura Loomer, let's just go ahead. I believe it's safe to say that our uh, Laura Loomer is going to get, ladies and gentlemen, the Smarty Award of the Day here on LFA TV. She does not play games, ladies and gentlemen. And you want to know something? We might as well go ahead and follow that right up with... The Dumb Dumb Award for Ron DeSantis. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron DeSantis today, it is now been reported that he has fired over one-third of his staff as his polls fall through the floor. Look at that. Unbelievable. What a dead campaign. What a dying, terrible campaign that the once-promised president of 2028 has run. 
Ron DeSantis has laid off more than one-third of his campaign staff as he falls in the 2024 presidential primary polls. The cuts are across multiple departments and will amount to 38 positions, including the roughly 10 event planning staffers who, whose positions were axed earlier this month. <laughs> Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't mean to laugh. Actually, uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Let's go ahead and share a laugh. All right, all right, all right, all right. I think that's enough of laughing at Ron DeSantis' expense. Uh, psych! <laughs> we told you. We told you. Don't mess with the big boys. Don't let your butt write a check. Or let, don't let your mouth write a check that your butt can't cash. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a dying breed. And now he'll never be president ever again. Thank you, Laura Loomer. We appreciate you and we love you. We'll have her back on here shortly here on LFA TV. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we go quickly, I do want to let you know that we have on LFATV.us and JeremyHerald.com new Suns Out, Guns Out t-shirts and regular t-shirts, by the way, sleeveless and sleeve t-shirts, Showing the LFA TV 2023 show lineup. The only show that is not on here is Drew Hernandez Based America. And that is because Drew was not here when we made these mock-ups. But you can get yours today, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the front of the shirt right here. Watch this. There it is right there. LFA TV. Show your favorite news station to all your friends. Get yours today. JeremyHarrell.com. Or LFATV.us. And make sure while you're there, you sign up for the newsletter because the newsletter allows you to get 20% off the store as well every time you shop. All right, folks, thank you for being here tonight. I really do appreciate you. Coming up next, Culture Wars with Will Johnson, followed by Based America with Drew Hernandez, followed by Man in America with Seth Holzhouse. There are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest down, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Keep a smile on your face, keep your families close, and keep spreading that gospel. Peace out, folks. I love you.